2: Hello. Good evening. Welcome to Business Life. Coming up, Ghana Association of Banks expresses worry about the long duration it takes for the court to give judgment over cases between bad borrowers and the banks, saying this has emboldened loan defaulters to walk free. There is tolerance within this environment to to, to uh, that
3: that uh, embodies borrowers in a manner that when they borrow and they default, they become giants. They have money. You, the bank, you are now chasing them.
2: Economist Dr. Patrick Isumen rules out any significant impact of the expected eight hundred million dollars syndicated loan on the strength of the CD.
4: Yes, we are not servicing the foreign loans. So, in some sense, even though ordinarily it would it have been bad news for the currency, but because of our current we probably only have much of a impact.
2: Plus, rural banks set to meet Mark of Ghana's deadline of acquiring bullion vans by end of November this year. We have details from the board chairman of ARB Apex Bank.
5: For the Apex Bank, definitely we'll meet that. Because, you know, our rural banks don't go to Bank of Ghana. They don't have vault in Bank of Ghana. Their vault is in Apex Bank. We have details of these and many others
2: coming your way all in a moment. Please stay. It's a delight to have you on. I am Pius Kojo Let's now settle for the details. And the Ghana Association of Banks has expressed worry about the long duration it takes for the court to give judgment on cases between bad borrowers and banks. According to its chief executive, John De this is hampering the ability of banks to have adequate liquidity to lend to the real sector of the economy, particularly medium and small businesses. His comment is coming at a time non-performing loans reached 20%, the highest since the last five years. Speaking at a webinar organized by the Chartered Institute of Banking titled Banking the Real Economy, Mr. Wass said some of the country's institutional organizations have contributed to the high default rate in the country.
3: To touch on one or two of the key inhibitions in the system that really worries the financial system when they are giving. Uh, and access to financing or providing liquidity to operators in the SME environment is, the, the, the one is our institutional organizations, the structures, our judicial system, uh, the, the Lands Commission, Environmental Protection Agency, all these pockets of institutions who all play key roles in making sure that funding to the SME is the risk at, at the minimum, uh, of course, uh, you cannot remove the, the risk entirely. But it's the risk to the level where a bank will say, oh, I'm accepting this residual risk. It's more or less the business that I do. And um, you don't give 100 and expect that you get an entire 100. There's always uh, that possibility or probability of default that you will encounter. But when we, there is default, that, that if the problems the banking system goes through to ensure recovery, so that they have liquidity to give to the next SME is where the challenge is. so uh, as a bank going are operating and you have this SME who you gave a loan to eighteen months you know ago, all of a sudden due to one or two issues, uh, the loan is distressed, you want to ensure recovery, so that you can make that fund as available to you the next good SME. You go to the court system and it takes you for five years four or five years to ensure a common recovery. You go to, you are holding mortgage documentation. You go to lands commission, and that mortgage has been remortgaged to somebody else, or that mortgage has been sold, or it's been, uh, you know, all kinds of things happening in these big national institutions. Sometimes it baffles us the, the manner in which some of these big institutions talking about lands commission a trusted institution, just like the banking system, the judicial system, a trusted institution, and you go to the, the law courts and the way lawyers are playing the banks, you know, one case you can go to court hundred and eighty times and you will not have judgments. Because the lawyer comes today, tomorrow he says, I'm traveled, I have funeral, I have this, and there's tolerance within this environment to to, to and that that embodies borrowers in a manner that when they borrow and they default, they become giants. They have money. You, the bank, you are now chasing them. So it provides a a layer of difficulty for the bank.
2: Chief Executive of the Chartered Institute of Bankers, Robert Jachou, said, the South Fed will continue to play a major role to ensure liquidity is readily available to support the
6: economy. Uh, engines of growth and employment in this sector uh, or in the economy of our, uh, our country. They contribute significantly in employment and certainly to our GDP. And therefore, um, we think that it's important to find a balance. And I'm hoping that the panel members here uh, will, and, and of course there are SME communities that have joined us uh, on this call, will find some uh, way of cracking the code on how to really extend credit and support the real economy. And I think that's an important conversation, uh, and that's our motivation. We are hoping that we can find some real solutions today.
2: ARB Apex Bank is supporting some of its members uh, in the rural areas to acquire armored vehicles to be used for transporting cash through the country now the move is to help the community and rural banks meet Bank of Ghana's deadline for banks to transport funds in bullion vans by the end of November this year. Speaking to Joy Business, board chairman of ARB Apex Bank, Dr. Tony Oben said some are using cost cutting
5: measures to get the vehicles on the road before the deadline. We are we are we are inching towards meeting the bank of for the Apex Bank, definitely we'll meet that. Because you know the our rural banks don't go to Bank of Ghana. They don't have vaults in Bank of Ghana. Their vault is in Apex Bank. So uh, for them, um, we are supporting them to retrofit those who have vehicles that are less than three years old. We provide them with support to retrofit their, their these vehicles into uh, armored bullion level. So that's what we are doing. Those who are good enough to buy their own, they are buying. I know one of the banks, one or two of the banks, are actually capable of buying one or two bullion vans for themselves. So they are complying. It's, it's, it's a major cost. But I think it's a cost that uh, you can, you know, amortize over the period. You you know, you, the benefits will also come. Because the risk of, um, you know, hauling money or, you know, cutting money, you know through vehicles that are not secured and being attacked by armed robbers the, that 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 is that is more dangerous than uh, having a little bit expensive uh, van but in the future you can always uh, have the cost covered economist
2: dr patrick assuming has ruled out any significant impact of cocoa board's decision to raise about 800 million dollars as part of its cocoa syndication program on the city. Now, according to him, the move will not in any way have an impact on the strength of the local currency, although the cocoa syndicated loan is a significant foreign exchange inflow for government. Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ness Addison, who disclosed this, explained that the decision is to support the purchase of cocoa beans for the next crop season. But speaking to Joy Business, Dr. Sumin said that the expected um, syndicated loan will not affect the performance of the city.
4: The way I see it is that we take these loans to purchase the cocoa has been that has Don't forget that this is the start of the major purchase season. Mm. So I see more it's not like they take the they take the loan and they use it to expand. In the last couple of years, you know, we've had challenges with people selling their, you know, cocoa farms for Galampia and we've had challenges with suppliers uh, supply of fertilizers to cocoa farmers. So I think those are the ones that pose significant challenges to production. Uh, You expect that in a year where we've seen uh, a significant increase in the producer price, you know, we should anticipate that next year production will be higher. But, you know, again, if you are not able to address the supply side constraints that uh, cocoa farmers face by way of supply of fertilizer and related inputs, We've seen from the recent summary of economic and financial data the country is earning a lot more from other sources. We realize that compared to last year, we've written more. And also, at the moment, because of the debt refraction, we are not really paying off our foreign debt. We are not servicing the foreign debt. So, in some sense, even though ordinarily it should have been bad for the currency, but because of our current
2: circumstances, we only have too much of a neighbors. Away from that to some other stories, co-chair of the Ghana Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative, Dr. Steve Mantel, has advocated for the use of the beneficial ownership disclosure data to demand accountability from both government and companies in the extractive industries. Speaking at a dissemination workshop on the 2020 mining oil and gas report, Dr. Manteo said such a reporting requirement would help tackle corruption, among others. Precious MFO reports.
7: Ghana Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative, GATI, and GIZ Stakeholder Dissemination Workshop in Sunyai discussed the 2020 reports on the mining and oil and gas sectors and the non physical revenue pathways to optimizing benefits in Ghana's mining sector. Co-chair of Gates, Dr. Steve Montiel, notes that transparency and accountability in the payments and revenues in the extractive sector have been deepened since Ghana signed on to the EITI in 2003. He, however, said other teething issues like corrupt acts and unaccountable revenue collections could be managed with the use of beneficial ownership disclosure data.
6: One of the ways of reducing corruption, tackling illicit financial flows. Transfer pricing and under-invoicing in the extractive sector, among others, is to use beneficial ownership disclosure data to demand accountability from both governments and companies. Beneficial ownership is a new reporting requirement and was introduced in 2019 by the EITI to encourage more relevant More reliable and more usable information, as well as provide better linkages to wider country anti corruption reforms. Haiti's intervention through advocating fiscal reforms, especially with respect to royalties, corporate income tax, among others, has resulted in savings of about 713 million dollars in additional revenues to the state.
7: He also called for guidelines to ensure the prudent use
6: of mineral royalties to benefit communities. As we uh, produce the reports on mining sector in particular, we find that in most of the mining communities, the share of mineral royalties are used on recurrent expenditure items uh, such as garbage collection, uh, painting of office buildings, stationery, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, now, if you continue to use uh, revenues derived from non-renewable resources in this manner, uh, chances are that you continue to mine for over a century and will see no real benefits. So going forward, our suggestion uh, or recommendation is for the state to develop some guidelines to ensure that community share of mineral royalties are put to prudent
7: use. Bono Regional Minister Justina Banahini stressed the need for a lot more to be done to curb illegal extractions for sustainable development. Precious some of joy business,
0: Sunyai.
2: Now the Ghana real estate...
0: Tax day is coming. Oh, no.
1: Hecha para vivir. Program is una marca registrada de The Office
2: Association Grader has bemoaned the increasing cases of money laundering activities in Ghana and West Africa. According to its executive secretary, Sami Amegaibo, money laundering activities are gradually creeping into the real estate industry. He is therefore urging property developers to make extensive research on clients to help combat
8: this. Minute. Now, I want to bring you to a very sensitive issue. Uh, that is uh, creeping into the industry. It has to do with money laundering. Money laundering is gradually creeping into our industry. Last year, November 26 precisely, I participated in a workshop in Senegal. uh, under Giaba, which is a, a sub of FATAF, which is interested in fighting money laundering worldwide. And at that meeting, it came out clear that West Africa is experiencing a creep an insurgence of money launders into our industry. And for that matter, it is important that all of us uh, uh, take part in the measures or the mitigating measures against money laundering in our own interest. And then also beneficial ownership. We need to be careful as estate developers and property sellers that the issue of beneficial ownership is critical these days. And that a requirement on us in the process of selling of our properties to take adequate information on the people we sell properties to as part of the measures in fighting money laundering.
2: You're still watching Business Live here with me, Paios Kojo Baka. We are taking a break when we return for we'll more.
3: My name is Abe Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still they chump better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town,
9: store and discover the smart way to bank Echo Bank, the pan-african bank
10: i'm a metal halide commonly using cloud seeding
11: yes alfred
1: silver iodide
11: you're right yeah!
2: welcome back. Let's now touch on some agri-related stories. As part of efforts to safeguard Ghana's marine life and prevent further depletion of fish stock, Deputy Minister of Fisheries and Aquaculture Moses Enim has emphasized the significance of implementing policies aligned with the Ghana National Development Plan 2024 and 2028. Speaking at the launch of the 39th edition of the National Farmers Day celebration, he reiterated government's commitment to preserve activities in the sector.
11: The first Friday of December every year is earmarked as National Farmers Day. In 2021, the day's celebration moved to a week's observation with a number of activities ahead of the day. Speaking at the launch of the 39th edition of the National Farmers Day celebration, Deputy Minister of Fisheries and Aquaculture, Moses Enim, echoed efforts to improve the fisheries sector.
9: To address these challenges, and harness the opportunities in the sector, especially the aquaculture industry, the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development, is pursuing short, medium, and long-term measures to sustainably manage the fisheries resources and develop the aquaculture industry. This includes formulation of new national fisheries and aquaculture policy for the sector, the development of the marine fisheries management plan, 2023 to 2026 to restore depleted fish stocks and improve governance in the sector. The development of the Ghana National Aquaculture Development Plan 2024-2028 to help improve the practice management and sustainable development of aquaculture as a viable business.
11: Deputy Minister for Food and Agriculture, Yaw Frempong Ado, highlighted the importance of National Farmers Day celebration.
9: The issue of land ownership, limited access to market and financial services, effects of climate change, post harvest losses, high cost of inputs, and low return on investment, among others, should make us appreciate our farmers even more. Beyond our appreciation, respect and admiration for the efforts of our farmers and fishers, We must fulfill our obligation of creating the necessary environment through policy interventions and other incentives to motivate our farmers to play their role more effectively. As an imperative, we must demonstrate more sensitivity to the needs of our farmers to enable them to optimize productivity and attain a high level of competitiveness derived from the efficient use
11: of resources and technology. In 2022, the celebration took place in the eastern region, and this year it's set to unfold in the western region. The western regional minister, Kwabina Ochreda Komensa, called for increased investments in coconut and rice production within the region.
9: Western
3: region produces 98% of Ghana's rubber, the western region produces 80% of Ghana's coconut, the western region produces 35% of Ghana's oil palm. We have also started the enhanced rice projects. So we have a lot of opportunities when it comes to coconut and then rice. I just want to mention this to you so that you can remember. So anybody who is interested to invest in these areas, contact the Western Regional Coordinating Council and we'll be there to support you to succeed. On that note, I wholeheartedly accept the challenge in hosting
11: the farmers Day this year's national farmers day celebration is themed delivering smart solutions for sustainable food security and resilience
2: and some farmers in the northern region are calling on the regulatory authority to issue permits for the commercialization of bt cowpea according to the farmers with the trials they have conducted There is huge difference in yield and the insect control between the BT and the conventional cowpea. They are therefore asking government to quicken the process.
10: Cowpea is widely consumed by many Ghanaians. It is used for dishes ranging from and beans to tubani in northern Ghana. But over the years, farmers have faced challenges of the maruka pest when it is time for farming. This forces farmers to spray their farms up to 12 times before harvest. This does not only affect the farmer, but also the consumer because of the dose of chemicals applied. It is against this backdrop that the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research has conducted a research to produce the BT cowpea to tackle the Maruka Pest Challenge. Speaking at nyampala on one of the trial fields, some farmers called on government to commercialize the new variety. Bruce the, 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 the cost of the chemical. Mm-hmm. So as a farmer, it seems it was a lot of problems for us. And we couldn't even get, at the end, you will not even get good yield from the, the, the film. What we're doing, it, if you do one acre, I mean, with the local one, quarter, quarter, you will not even get five bucks because of the maruka. You spray a lot. You spray more than eight times, ten times, because of the insects you couldn't even get. But now, this one, the scientific one, is very, very nice. Because when they brought it, if you farm and then you spray it twice, you harvest a lot. You get bull yards from it because it doesn't affect the maruka. That one, the actual. Is very, very different. Is our Pele, the face So, Wanda,
2: That's it for Business Life for today. I am Payal Skujukbaka. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Bye.